We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, go ahead. Brett Boone hit 35 homers in 2003. I didn't know that. I thought it was just 2001 where he hit 37 homers randomly. Uh, and that was the only weird power year, but he hit 35 and 03 and his age is still, Mar- yeah, still Mariners. And he was 32 and 34 those years. So definitely, definitely, definitely the roids. roids. Absolutely. Yeah. So funny. Wow. Yeah. Well, Everyone's favorite second baseman, Brett Boone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Excuse me. Go Alfonso Soriano. Excuse me. Go Chuck Knobloch. The Hall of Famer that could have been. Yeah. Matt, or, uh, Ethan, are you still on Boone's page? Yes. Look at his 99 World Series. I'm pretty sure he wrecked the Yankees that, that World Series. He was like the only one who hit. Oh, he was with Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. Where do I find that? I so think that's when he started his, his uh, steroid journey. 99 <laughs> World Series, four doubles, three ribbies, 538 batting average, 1400 OPS. Uh, yeah, he went he went seven for 13 that World Series with a yeah. run and four doubles. Yeah, holy shit, that's a pretty yeah. good four games. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't. I mean, game one, I think they scored. I think Chipper hit a homer. That was it. Uh, game two, the Yankees blew them out. I don't know how many runs they scored. Game three, they were up like 5-3 or something when Knobloch hit that homer. And then game four, again, I think they scored like maybe two runs. So they they, they only scored like six runs in the entire series. You know, or no, probably like four, more like 10, but yeah. Yeah, still for him to do all that means like literally no one did anyone else except Chipper hitting that one homer. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yep, yep. Well, the glory days. Yeah, before we get too too uh, into waxing <laughs> about the past, let's go with our beer updates, guys. I'm gonna start. I got, I got, I got a different, a little bit of a different one. That I know this is hard to see. This is Treehouse. Scotch oh. ale? It's a Scotch ale. A Treehouse Scotch wow. ale. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, cheers to my dad for stopping up there about a month ago. Nice. How heavy is the Scotch taste? Oh, so Scotch ale doesn't actually taste like Scotch. It's a mm-hmm. ale from Scotland. You know, it's a Scottish ale. Um, so wow. it's. I'm just gonna leave. 
<laughs> it's, it's um, think a little bit lighter than a porter, a little bit heavier than a brown ale. So it's really, really okay. malty. Um, and this is eight eight point four percent. It's the big boy. Um, but like, really, it's like drinking a glass of pumpernickel bread. Nice. Yum. It's really good, and this is a really, really well done one too. I'm very yeah. happy. I mean, does Treehouse do anything that's not uh, really, really well done? That's true. It's their whole their whole shtick. Yeah. Oh, real quick aside, they do they they've started like to try and build an online presence now. And they've got some videos where they do like blind tasting of like Miller Lite and Bud Light with their founder and head brewer. Oh, really? And he's actually surprisingly good at telling like, oh, here's, this is what this is. This is what this is. This is what I taste. Uh, surprisingly good. If you guys want to waste wow. 20 minutes on YouTube. Oh, that's really funny. Nice. <clears throat> Kyle, what do you got? What about you, Kyle? What's in your glass? I got a Matt Root special. R- Rewaka? Ooh. No fucking way, dude. Yeah. Really? I just randomly <laughs> I randomly picked from my Matt Root pack. So did I. Influencing <laughs> across the country. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I just grabbed one out of the fridge, yeah. So that's now the the real question is, Ethan, what did you rate yours? Well, I haven't had a sip I haven't had a sip yet, so uh okay. um, but I know the the last time so this is one of the, the New Zealand hops. And so the last time that other half did a New Zealand hop pack was like last year or something. Right, Matt? And we, and we yep. split it. We split a box of it, I think. Yep. And I remember we were both pretty impressed. Right. Yep. Um, and so I'm assuming that I'm going to like this one a lot. I was just, I didn't realize until I had it out here already. Right. Cause I, I was running late, of course. So I just grabbed the can. I haven't had a, a drink since like Thanksgiving because I was, I was sick all last week. Yep. Uh, I mean, you said I, you were slowing down too. Yeah, and I was trying to slow down, but then I got like slammed with this like cold slash virus something last week. It apparently wasn't COVID. I tested negative twice, but it was a weird fucking virus. Anyways, haven't touched alcohol, and then I, I realized when I pulled this out that it's that it's a triple and it's ten points. What is it, Kyle? I was going to tell you that, that's yeah. a doozy. So ten point two percent. So this is a way to that's get what back Matt, into it. You said it. the, the eight yeah. point something earlier. I was like, oh, I got one better. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you have a glass of water too before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah. So actually, it's better for me to be drinking it earlier now, right? So yeah. it's, it's good. But that was, um, there was three in that pack I really liked. So that was one of them. Uh, there was the other one, the, the one that looked like the kiwi with really long legs on it. And okay. there was um, there was a nectarone beer that was like an orange can. Ooh, that was mm-hmm. really good too. So I just had a sip, Kyle. I think uh, I think probably four twenty five or four fifty for me. Now I'm 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 curious though. Um, well, Kyle, you can obviously mention when, what what you think, but I want to ask. Um, I want Matt to tell us something too. I maybe asked this before, but I can't remember. Matt, I've noticed at least with like the other half, the heavier ones, the ten percent ones, and I think with the other breweries too. Um, a lot of times the the really heavy ABV IPAs. They have like a sweetness to them, and can you can you explain that again as to why yep. to why that is? Yeah. So, if you think about it this way, to you need to get a higher ABV, you need more available fermentable sugar in the beer. You need more sugar present to you know be, be converted by the yeast. Um, so it's brewed with a lot more malt. There's, there's going to be a lot more, um, you know, 
sugar source that they're brewing it with. That's why it's called the triple. You know, back in the day, it would have been because they're tripling the malt added. You know, the, the, instead of a, a double was doubling the malt, tripling was tripling the malt. I see. That's okay. upping your available fermentable sugars, which ups the alcohol content. Um, okay. Now, it's not one-to-one. Remember, you're also going to get to a point where your yeast are going to die. Um, you know, you, you get too much alcohol in there and your yeast die unless it's a specific, very special strain of yeast. So that's one. Like champagne yeast can, can survive higher, higher APVs is one of them. A couple others that brewers have developed will survive higher ABV. But um, generally, that's one part of it. The other part is the more the more grain you pack into the brew kettle, the less efficient you become. So your 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 grain to water ratio is becoming less efficient. So you're not going to be extracting everything. So that's why there's a lot more sparging, a lot more process involved in getting that every bit of that extractable uh, fuel food out of the grain. Um, but the the upside on why people brew stronger beers and why you see a lot of other half and treehouse beers coming like they don't they don't brew very many light beers right the lightest most other half are going to be at like six and a half to maybe ten you know and they have varying degrees in the middle i need to get my hand gestures and uh, but because alcohol is also a solvent um more alcohol in the beer you know is going to help you extract more hop flavor if you think about it that way okay um okay so yeah, you know that's not the only way you get hot flavor. Not not at all by all right or at all any by any means, but uh-huh. that will help. So having that um, that additional alcohol present now. What's what's good about other half and the way they do their and 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 some of the other big North, New England brewers, um, you run the danger when you run like, getting an imperial beer or a really really trip, heavy triple of it becoming too syrupy. You know, think of if you guys have ever right. had. Um, Dogfish Head's 120 minute IPA. Um, that's essentially a triple or a quadruple IPA. It's 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 18 percent, right? It's oh wow, oh it, hell. yeah, it is up there. It is inc- that's where Sam Calgione has his own special yeast that he's kind of developed. He calls it his ninja yeast that helps him get to that 18 percent. But it tastes like syrup. It tastes. I mean, it's an incredible beer. I think everyone should have it once. It splurge. It is ten bucks. Splurge on it, but it tastes like syrup. It tastes more like a barley wine than it does an IPA. Interesting. Does okay. it lose its uh, like the carbonation, like the the bubbles of it all? It will be. It can still hold the carbonation. Uh, it'll just be lesser. It'll be more. You won't get a big head on it, like you know, like you will. A regular beer, and you, mean, you can force carbonate beers too. Um, mm. But those, when you get up to that high ABV, those are all made to, made to age. You're going to have a lot less carbonation than some of those beers. Right. Mm. Wow. Okay, sweet. I knew there was some sciencey stuff. Yeah, it's it, um... it's neat, and I, by all means, I did not explain everything totally, but but you know. isn't Dogfish by Rehoboth? Somewhere in that area? They right. started as a brew pub uh, in Rehoboth Beach. And then they opened their giant brewery in Milton, Delaware, maybe for 30 or 40 minutes away. Uh, but yeah, okay. Sam's first, uh, I read his biography or his, his story of starting the brewery a while back. Um, his first brewery was delivered on the back of a U-Haul. 
It was this company, which still exists today. Not U-Haul, excuse me, UPS truck. Um, it's a company that still exists today that would sell basically as big as a desk. It's made up of three kegs cut in half where you have your, your kettle, your sparging unit, and then your finishing. Like all three, all three brew vessels are in they make, they make them now nicer. It's not just kegs, but it's, um, electronically <laughs> controlled the pumps. It's basically, a, a an advanced home brewer setup more than it is a brewery setup. And he said he had to brew multiple times a day just to try and, and keep up with demand for his restaurant. But, it worked, and also the good part about something that small is if you screw up something, say you you know he he liked adding just random shit to his beer to see what it tastes like. You screw up on something, you're only dumping thirty gallons of beer instead of dumping, you know, three hundred gallons of beer. So um, that's part of the DNA of Dogfish Head, right? That's why they've got weird ass shit in their beer because he liked <laughs> to say, "Oh, hey, what do you put raisins in that? Oh, cool, let me put raisins in this. Like, let's see what this this guy. Oh, it's like a honey raisin ale from the Middle East." Let's call it an ancient ale. Cool, cool. What else is next? Do you guys like that shit? Let's make up some other crazy stuff. So, now hopefully they keep up that now that they've been bought by uh, Boston Beer by Sam Adams. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Was that just recent that they were bought by? Uh, Two or three Sam? years ago. So they were they were still just Dogfish Head up until that point. Yep, they, they stayed had, in the pen okay. for a long time. Wow. Their, their brewery in Milton's enormous. They built it very smartly, uh, so it was easy to scale. Um, so basically, they had had it set up so you just blew out a wall and had a tank, and so it just kept going and going, going and going and going down. It was really neat how they had it set up. Um, I mean, they added the distillery, they added uh, a number of different um, smart investments to that site to make them a pretty big player, kind of on the eastern half of the country. Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Very cool. And I gave this the the solo exhibition for Waka. I gave it a four point two five. Kyle, what are you so going to give it? Yeah. 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 I think I, think I didn't. I didn't know Matt gave that before I I did it. I I didn't look purposely. <laughs> I think I think these ones tend to be a little bit too sweet just for my personal palate. Uh, um, which which is part of the reason I was asking. I mean, it's a delicious beer, but um, yeah. As I've been in the last five years, as I've been <laughs> drinking more and more and more triples and that, I find I need I I need to split them with someone, right? It's yeah, it's good this eight, one would be eight a good splitter, good, not sixteen, right? Yeah, uh, that that'd be a good garage beer to split. A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly right. And that's the t- that's the tough part. There was a, a interesting brewery in Akron, Ohio, named Hop and Frog, um, that made a lot of big stuff for the longest time. Like even their shandy, which a shandy is normally like a ah, summer fun light beer. I'm gonna ride my bike and drink this three percent juice beer. Yeah, they made a shandy that was eight percent. Like they made a turbo shandy. None of their beers were less than eight percent. So Oof. it's it's nice. It's like ah, cool. This is a great beer. But it's they sold everything in twenty two ounce bottles, and like fuck, drinking one of those if you were by yourself sucked. Yeah, because um, you got to that second half and you're like, I don't want to finish this, but it's tasty. So uh, luckily. Fred down there and Hoppin' Frog um, started selling eight ounce cans of beer, which is really interesting. Tiny little oh, beers, wow. interesting. Um, yeah. and that's a much much easier. It still sucks to pay five bucks for eight ounce beer, but when you think, oh well, for a big bottle, for a twenty two ounce bottle, I was paying sixteen. Okay, five bucks for a little one. Wasting it. Make, yeah, it makes this makes more sense. Yeah, and I can I can only open it eight ounces at a time if I really want to. So yeah, um, yeah. there's a couple breweries that are piloting that there's a place in Chicago that does 
super crazy imperial stouts and little eight ounce cans and it's nice it's you get it and you go what the hell but then you pour it out and you go i see i understand so yeah i like that that's cool nice all right i've I've overspent my budget for talking on beer tonight i thought it was all good i liked it um so wait 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 do you guys hear that oh I, I hear it. It's the bandwagon coming. It's, it's the bandwagon for the Green Bay Packers. Everyone <laughs> jump on. Holy crap. <laughs> they look great. <laughs> Holy shit. Is this going to be only the third long-term quarterback on this team in my lifetime? Maybe. <laughs> to everyone else who's suffering through quarterback hell, fuck you all. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this yeah, recording is going to come out and bite me in the ass in a couple of years or months, but... Uh, right yeah, now, well, it feels pretty good. So Wait until Monday when uh, Tyrod Taylor beats you guys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, four and eight New York Giants. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they have four wins is unbelievable. Like, they, there's just no way they should have four wins. And somehow Danny DeVito. <laughs> Tommy. DeVito. Tommy. Oh, yeah. Is, 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 is I wish he was Danny start? DeVito. Is he hurt now? <laughs> no. Oh. No, but uh, but Taylor was hurt. Um, why and he we, just got? Why has nobody signed RG three? RG three is like our age, and he wants to play. He was like lobbying the Browns to sign him. Like, wouldn't he be more why capable? Why hasn't anyone signed Colin Kaepernick? Well, yeah. obviously Kaepernick. But like, wouldn't these people be way more ca- capable than like a random fucking Tommy DeVito? Uh, RG three's got his problems too. I just I want to see Tommy keep winning because Syracuse let him go. Like, yeah, fuck you, Syracuse. Like, look at this guy. He he looks the part of an NFL quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his his development is to at least be serviceable. Yep. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, I I I would not want to watch him every week, but no, but, but I mean, he's competitive. Yeah, yeah, competitive. Yeah, and and I heard I read the other day that he took a lower offer because he wanted to be on the Giants. Uh, yeah, I think I've read something about that too. Uh, you know, he's from that, like he lives at home. Yeah. He's from Jersey, right? Yeah. 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 So he goes home, his mom does his laundry for him. Yeah. I saw that in the news. It's a real, it's a real privileged, uh, you know, white boy lifestyle, but yeah. Yeah. The the Giants fans are eating it up. (laughs) I had plenty of, uh, colleagues when I first graduated college who were still living at home with their parents. I would have done the same thing if I could have. It's awesome. Yeah, well, stash, were, stash your money colleagues, away. were your colleagues making league minimum in the NFL, which has got to be, what, what 700 is, you know, something? Yeah, all right. Is it really that much? I um, mean, baseball is like 550. I got to imagine the NFL is higher. I'm going to look it up. Or at least comparable. I, th- I, thought, I thought league minimum was like 250 maybe. Seven, uh, seven, How many people are ever going to make 250 that you know in their lifetime, like in one year? Yeah, wow. seven fifty, seven fifty. Uh, so yeah, yeah. He, he he ain't hurting for money. Damn. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Hilarious. So you're on the Jordan Love. You're on the Jordan Love ba- uh, bandwagon, Matt. That's the moral of the story here. Yeah, I mean, and I I I, I did the bandwagon bit because I was I was had already written the season off. I'm I, I am a terrible Packers fan this year. I said eh, it's going to suck for a little while. We'll figure it out and we'll move on. But um. We, we may not have figured it out, but he's put together a string of three pretty good games. Um, yeah. Against pretty good teams, too. Or yeah. at least the Lions. Right? Lions and Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs, right. Last yeah. night, they, I mean, and and he played well. He's had 
two or three straight games now with three touchdown passes and they beat and the no Chiefs last night. And, what? They beat the Chiefs last night? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's fucking crazy. Wow. And and it, it really wasn't close. Like, yes, it was close, but the Packers were in the lead the whole game. Um Wow. Yeah, look at that. I yeah. just pulled up the pulled up the box score. Okay. And I mean I barely watch the NFL, but from what I know, I think the Niners are like the team yeah. to beat now because they they destroyed the Eagles yesterday yeah. from what I read. Yeah, forty two nineteen. Now that we don't have Aaron Rodgers to choke against San Francisco in the playoffs, maybe we beat them. <laughs> well, oh. didn't Favre do the same thing? <laughs> Did he only get to two? Favre got the Favre. two Super Bowls. Rodgers yeah, only got the one. Right, yeah. Rodgers could never but make it past the NFC Championship. Again, there were years where it wasn't his fault, right? The freaking Seahawks game with the, the botch downs. There, there was, you know, or there was the, the overtime loss where he didn't even get to touch the ball um, before they changed the rules, right? Um, Should have planned ahead. Well, well shit, yeah, I mean, oh, you know, don't yeah. find yourself in that spot to begin with what you say, right? Like, um, but I just, I was nervous because, you know, you got Saquon healthy. And you got some momentum, and you got Mr. Jones with a big contract. I thought your uh, prediction that the Giants would win a Super Bowl before the Packers did again was, you know, actually a little bit closer to coming true this year. And no, no. Well, I I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure the Giants are in the playoff hunt because no, the NFC is is garbage. They're gonna have to like... do a good job. They're four and eight. The Packers are in a playoff spot at six and six right now, but there's like four or right, five teams seven. that are six and six. Yeah. So you're gonna have you have some work to do. Uh the reason everyone's hyping the Packers now is other than the Vikings, every team we play for the rest of the way out is has got a losing record. So we know Who's the Vikings quarterback now that uh, uh who knows? CJ <laughs> Stroud, the guy. Was it is it Stroud? No, he's uh Texans. Um Whoever it is, it's the it's the uh, USFL guy that the or XFL guy that the Browns cut at the beginning of the season. But yeah, the Packers mm-hmm. play. I think the the Giants, the uh, Panthers, the Bucks, <laughs> and uh, you know the Vikings and something like it's shitty teams the rest of the way out. So my Carolina Panthers, first team in NFL to be eliminated from the playoffs this season. <laughs> Hey, so is Bill Belichick actually not that good of a coach, and he was only good because of Tom Brady? You guys know way more or about football just, than me. Or is he just doing a masterful job of tanking so that he can get the next Tom Brady? Or that. <laughs> I, I mean, I think he's he's tanking this year. Uh-huh. You know, Bradley Zappi, right? Like, he Belichick's a good coach. Um, Belichick is a very, very good coach. Um <laughs> He's just been in the league for so long, too. Like, he's he was with the Giants in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, he Come was on. an assistant under Parcells, right? Yeah, <laughs> he was He was coaching the Browns, and they let him go. They, they let him get away. Right. Um, no, he's, he's very smart. He's very good about, um, you know, taking away your, your strength, you know, taking away the opponent's best strength. You're not going to beat him with a number one player. Uh, he's very good at discipline and culture. Sometimes I'm just saying his his, uh, his career record without Tom Brady is well below 500. Is all I'm saying. I mean, but it's it it's always circumstantial. It's just it's it's like this with any any athlete pairing. Like 
do it with Derek Jeter and Joe Torre, yeah. you know, or do it, do it, do it with U.S. presidents and yeah. circumstances. Well, but, so, happen. but this, like, well, so, but this gets to, but that gets to a good point that I want to remember across sports all the time, and especially with fucking the Yankees and Aaron Boone. Basically, what you're getting at is that, like, we we don't have a good answer. We don't have we don't we're not accurate when it comes to evaluating coaches and managers in any fucking sport. No, way. like not at no all. Way. Like, like I think baseball is maybe the hardest, but I think even in, I think Belichick is a perfect example then. Right. Because mostly I'm just being a smart ass, right? Like I know that he is pretty much unanimously considered to be a brilliant coach. Right. But I do think that it is <clears throat> kind of interesting to know that he is well below 500 without Tom Brady. But I think, yeah, all that does is just illustrate, right. Is that I think a lot of the success of coaching comes from right place, right time just like the right mix of people like Joe Torrey was pretty much garbage. Right. We know this, uh, uh, before, you know, before the Yankees as a manager, right. He, had, he admitted to as much. He said when he came to New York, like he didn't feel it was not only being fired the the three previous times. It was the fact that he had had resources in those players that he had never had anywhere else. So he was like, whatever, if I fucking suck, I suck. But like, come on, I'm, I got, I got everything right here handed to me. So yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's, I think it's the people, I think it, that's a, a key part though, is to like recognize when you have what you have, but not, um, not go too far, like in the, in the manic direction of needing to capitalize on it. So like what, what Belichick and Brady were able to do was like extend that period for what, like 15 seasons or whatever, you know, just like pop and, uh, and uh, Duncan and the NBA and everything. Whereas like you get a, a lot of these things where it's like they flame out after a couple of years because egos get in the way or injuries happen or, you know, just lackadaisical. Like they, they don't want it as much, you know, anymore. So I think there is like real genius to Belichick and, and Brady, even though it might've not been the best relationship of all time, but then finding a way to coexist with each other and extend that, mastery for right you know what 2003 to 20 or whenever he went to to the bucks like that's crazy and actually pop is a great example that you mentioned right because i mean uh the spurs have been garbage the last couple of years right after after like an insane run of of being so good all the time and i think he's another person who is unanimously unanimously considered to be like a really brilliant coach so that's that's a great example too But basically all this is saying is I just want everybody to calm the fuck down. But it, but it also, you know, when it comes to evaluating coaches, but it also makes me wonder, we didn't get to this last time. I know I had like mentioned it quickly. I am desperate. We'll never know, but I am desperate to know why the Cubs thought that Craig council was worth the record contract for an MLB manager, like blew it out of the water. Right? Like, I mean, it's not even close. What was it? Five years, forty million, eight, eight million a year, which which no manager has ever been paid anything close to that. And so, yeah. clearly, the Cubs are like, this guy is a fucking gem of a manager, right? And uh, and man, I just I want to know, like, because for me, it's funny, you know. After watching Ted Lasso, I basically think that every great coach should be Ted Lasso. But obviously, Bill Belichick <laughs> is not like Ted Lasso, and I don't think Greg Popovich is like Ted Lasso either. Um, no, no, but, Greg Popovich. Greg, Greg is closer to Bill than he is to yeah, Ted Lasso. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, what, what, what rubric are people using? What is the criteria here? Why did Craig Council 
get fucking poached by the Cubs and given, you know, and was given this massive contract. It's just, uh, it's really fascinating to me because I think because we just don't have a good answer for it. Right. But, um, that's something and I'm very David Ross was a pretty good manager, right? He was yeah, considered they were to be happy decent... with him. Yeah, they yeah. were happy with him. Yeah, they the, the GM even said something like recently about like, you know, we love Rossi, he's our manager or something. But then council got available and they were like, bam, sorry. Sorry, Rossi, you're Fuck out. You. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see, right, over the next couple of years how the Cubs do and everything. But um, yeah, I just find I find all of that so interesting, right? And obviously we've talked about Booney a lot on the pod and, and um, you know, apparently the last couple of seasons and stuff, right? Like Hal and Cashman have talked to the players about him and, and players have vouched for him. And judgey has described him as a, you know, as a special coach and all of this kind of stuff. Right. So, um, you know, some of these guys, Oh, and actually uh, Colin's favorite university of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, the number one team in the nation. Uh, um, similar stuff, right? Because he, he just served his suspension and there were quotes from some of his players, right? About like, you know, he's our guy. We love him. We're doing this for him. And oh, my guy is back and blah, 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 blah. So it's it's really interesting to see the kind of the, the strength of the bonds that can develop. Or in the case of like Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars, you can, you know, you can get the opposite, right? But yeah, uh, but yeah it's just, it's it's really interesting to, to see. So I'm actually, yeah. I don't know if you guys have anything you want to talk about specifically, but Colin, I... I'm kind of curious for your thoughts on the college football playoff thing, because obviously you are an avid, avid college football fan and have been your whole life. And I only pay attention kind of uh, casually. And the the choice of the of the four playoff teams to somebody casual like me seems questionable. Uh, I'm, I'm curious for your I'm curious for your thoughts, if you have any. Uh, yeah, I mean, questionable is a good way to put it for those who aren't college football fanatics like me. Michigan, as Ethan alluded to, is the number one team in the country. Uh, number two is Washington. Number three, to my horror, is Texas. And number four is Alabama. I There's a lot of layers to all this. I'll start with the biggest elephant in the room, FSU. I will never, ever, ever understand the reasoning for leaving them out. Uh, if, if I, if I was an LSU fan, alumni, player, coach, whatever, uh, I'd burn it down. I mean, to be 13 and zero, and they played a good out, schedule, right? Like they played good teams. Yeah. 13 and zero, and they played good teams, right? 13 and yeah. so, zero. So the, the, the contrasting argument and this, I don't think it's a good one. But they lost their oh their quarterback right, quarterback. and that's apparently the committee was thinking about how their starting quarterback was down. But but right. that but that's what you get if you go to a committee instead of a computer, right? Like you don't right. get judged. Like so, everyone who like fucking Jim Jim Bowden ten years ago probably was complaining about the computer and how it should be decided. Well, well, guess what? This is what you get now. <laughs> um, I don't even know if was it, it was it Jim Bowden or Bobby Bowden, whatever. Bobby, I don't know whoever the, whoever the dad was. Bobby. Like, probably complained yeah. about the old system before you get the new system. Well, the new system is you're not going on a formula now. And that, again, the yeah. BCS computer formula was a bunch of bullshit and secretive, and that was nonsense as well. 
but it's not going to look objectively at your past record. It's going to look at, well, what's going to make the, what, what is the best football team now? Well, the best football team may not be FSU anymore because they don't have their quarterback and Alabama's playing great. Everyone loves Alabama. Everyone's got a heart on Alabama, especially if you're down in the south of Mason Dixon. Like, Alabama. <laughs> so, anyway, is anyone listening? I'm sorry. Wow. Well, I mean, they're, they're all good points. The counter argument to that is there was a story that got released today by um, Heather. Ah, fuck, I can't remember what her last name is. Heather Sports Writer. Uh, yeah, she's ESPN. The, the committee basically admitted that the way that they have treated uh, their evaluation for the last 10 years was changed in this last week. And so oh, that's true. that. That to me, yeah, that to me is inexcusable. If you know you are you are doing something wrong and you do it anyway, that there's just no no coming back. Condoleezza Rice, I expect better of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where are, where are um, your where's your integrity? <laughs> uh, so you know, I uh, that that part of it, I, I will just never get. I mean, people will throw out the fact that it's ironic that the ACC was one of the conferences who kind of grandstand at the the whole uh, playoff expansion that could have happened for this season. And that would have alleviated, you know, a a lot of, you know, what happened, but really the, the 14 playoff was never any better than the BCS. They just got lucky that, you know, really outside of 2016, where you can kind of make that argument for Penn state and 2014, where Ohio state snuck in and then won the national championship. Like the, the four, top teams have kind of been the four top teams. So there really hasn't been a ton of debate. And then you have this year and it's wild and it's ter it's it's terrible for FSU, um, a school that I I I don't care about at all. You know, but I, I, I just I don't understand the logic. And it wasn't logical. You know, that that's my point is that they went they went back, you know, to to Matt saying they're they're humans and they've been evaluating one way for 10 years and then in the last week of the last year of the four-year playoff they decided to change it because they didn't think that a backup quarterback could win a national championship when we've seen backup quarterbacks in college win national championships 2014 with ohio state and we've seen backup quarterbacks in the nfl win championships with the eagles in uh what was that 2018 or yeah whatever Back um, up to carson wentz right was that what it was yeah uh yeah i think so yeah Yeah. Uh, the point is they they were projecting something that you would think doesn't have any precedent except it does yeah and yeah so so that part of it is really fucked up um the fact that they placed them between alabama at four and georgia at six and they're saying that they're a better team than georgia but not a better team than Alabama is also so fucking confusing. Georgia had won 29 straight games. This is what I was going to ask about Georgia. Yeah. Because so, so two straight national titles, they hadn't lost, two straight national they hadn't lost in 728 days is what I read. Yep. And, and they lost to Alabama by three points. And you're yep. saying they're not one of the top four teams in the country. Like I, it's... I gotta say, I would still think if there was like a full, like eight team playoff, like, as a casual observer, my money would still be on them. Like, how the fuck are you yep. not betting on them after, yep. after you know? Yep. Like, that's insane. Yep. But again, that's where, the, to Matt's point, I think the human element comes in because it's like, you know, the, the SEC and the Big Ten have oftentimes during this 10 years had two teams get in to the playoff. 
And there would have potentially been an even bigger uproar if Alabama and Georgia had made the playoff this season mm-hmm. in favor of you know Texas or and or Florida State. But for my money, I, I mean Alabama's the most out of, out of like those top seven, eight, you know, teams or so, Alabama's the most improved from start to, to finish. They are they are hot at the right time. I I would not be shocked at all. They have the pedigree, they have the experience, they have the coaching. If they win the national championship, not going to surprise me one bit. But, 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 if they lose the Iron Bowl, are they in the championship in the SEC? I believe so. Okay, so, okay, then that doesn't, so that the Hail Mary of the Iron Bowl does not change the outcome of them beating Georgia. But it might change their ranking right. in the eyes yeah, of the absolutely. committee. Yeah, because um, that, two, that uh, is yeah, a two team. There would have been a better chance for Georgia to make it Yes, had they lost to Alabama with, with two losses. Alabama would have never made it. If, if everything else had gone yeah. as it went, yeah. Alabama with two losses is not making yeah. it because Florida State would have then made yeah. it or Georgia. So that, that's the that's the one that I want. You know, they, they were they were they're hot. And you're right. They are most really, really improved compared from from the Texas game where they lost. to now they are playing much, much better. You know, mm-hmm. They were almost benching their starting quarterback, and now he's on fire. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, um, Jordan Love. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they were they were a, they were a hell mary away from disaster. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's the beauty of sports, you know, in general. But you know, I also don't fucking believe for one second that Washington is the second best team. I watched Michael Penix Jr. play quarterback at Indiana for years. I mean, people improve change of scenery happens and you know people get better but there's just i, I the, don't know washington played a, a lot of ranked teams this year they had a surprisingly yeah. tough schedule yeah i i just i've call it big 10 bias but i was, I was the, just about to say defense, east coast bias the the defense in the pac 12 and in the big 12 oh man it is atrocious like really really bad they, they beat oregon twice this year yeah, Oregon's not that good. People just tried to to talk up Oregon, but they're not that good. Because guess what? Bo Nix is not that good, even though he's a finalist for the Heisman. Because I also saw Bo Nix play at Auburn, and Penn State beat him handily. At, no, he came to Penn State, and, and we still beat him. But regardless, like, come on. It, it, there's I, – I think from, like, a competitive standpoint – I'm actually really interested. I was, I was going to ask um, my connection to the whole Penn State beat and everything. So when Penn State joined the Big Ten in football, it was uh, 92 or so. And they, they were the best team in the Big Ten in the 90s. Um, they went undefeated in 94. They won the most conference games of anyone. Like, they came in, they just dominated the Big Ten. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, is there going to be a team in either the SEC, you know, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in, or the Big Ten with – you know, UCLA, USC and, and everything that they're going to come in. And my my gut tells me no, because none of these teams know how to play defense. But then I'm also like, well, they probably have more innovative offenses, um, you know, than, than a lot of these Big Ten schools that have been cupcakes forever. 
um, or, or even the dwellers of, of the SEC, like a Vanderbilt, you know, or, or something like that. So, um, but yeah, to, to Ethan, um, the, it's not the right for, um, what is the right for? I'm not exactly sure, but yeah. that's not it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think this is Michigan's playoff to lose. Um, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if Texas wins, uh, and they, and they beat Washington. I, I really think it'll be, um, Washington and Michigan. I think they will take down Alabama, but then again, like I said earlier, I would not be surprised if Bama just right rolls right through and wins another natty. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. I feel like, I feel like that Michigan Alabama game will actually be very, um, very exciting. Um, I'm going to really quickly, uh, move to a different college sport and hype up my Colorado state Rams basketball team, men's basketball team (laughs) who are ranked number 12 and number 13 in the country, depending on the poll, the highest they have ever been ranked. Yep. Top fucking 15 in the country. CSU Rams basketball. Where the fuck is Syracuse? Nowhere, nowhere to be found, but CSU Rams number 12 or 13. So how about that? Hot dang. I know, right? What conference are they in? Mountain West. <clears throat> Mountain West. Yeah. Okay. So I'm so gonna have to try and check out a game. Out have huh? they played? Have they played Gonzaga yet? Uh, no, but they destroyed Creighton, and Creighton was number eight at the time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say they they got Mountain West has some good basketball from yeah. what I can remember. So yeah, so it's it's uh it's it's pretty cool. I'll have to yeah. uh I'll have to go and check oh, out a game because I bet damn. I bet the environment would be really fun. So. Will Ethan go to? Let's let's make bets here. What's the over under on how many years it'll take for Ethan to get to a college basketball game? <laughs> I mean, I'll this... set the line at I'll set the line at four and a half. Four and a half years. <laughs> I mean, if if I was ever going to go, this this seems to be the time, right? Talking about bandwagons, now is the time to jump on CSU Rams. You know, men's basketball oh, man. bandwagon. What so. a challenging schedule with upcoming games against Colorado State Pueblo, Division Two, Colorado <laughs> State Pueblo. Uh huh. Yeah. Listen, Syracuse doesn't <laughs> get to like talk. Syracuse plays yeah. Yeah. Syracuse yeah. does not those get are, to talk. Those are exhibition games that don't count towards rankings or record. Even this the first is, couple, the first couple official games that Syracuse played every year is, were always against fucking nobodies. The, this is Division Two, though. This I is, mean, that's that is crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, but. But I'm just saying, all of these, all Ooh. of these huge fucking programs do the same shit. Air Force, go Colorado State against Air Force. Yeah, or Utah Air Force State in the Mountain West. Yeah, Air Force is yeah, Mountain Air West. Air Force in Mountain West. They're yeah. a big. They're a big rival. Cause just a couple hours south of here, Colorado yeah, they're, Springs. They're in Colorado again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. No, I, I'm just. Yeah. I'm just Josh. They, they beat Boston College too, which is a, you know. Yeah, perennial Eastern powerhouse. So yeah, power, yeah. No, votes. it's it's cool. So I'm I'm hoping they I'm hoping they keep it up. You know, uh, it's pretty it's pretty exciting stuff. And you know the the football team, all things considered, they lost to Hawaii the last game of the season, which was a bummer. But but they went five and seven, which isn't horrible. They've had some good development, so you know they might be they might be on the on the way up as well. We 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 can we can hope. I was actually looking it up. They CSU football was actually really good for a while, like in the '90s and, and early 2000s. Um, yeah, weren't they? Weren't they FCS? 
level. Yeah, there were a couple then. of years. There were a couple of years. Yeah, um, uh, under this guy, Sonny Lubick was the coach. Um, and he actually, there's a there's a, a steakhouse in town called the the Sonny Lubick's uh, Steakhouse. I haven't I haven't gone there yet, but um, nice. but yeah, they used to be good. So I'm hoping I'm hoping because uh, it'd be it'd be kind of fun. It would be fun for the area for that to happen. You know. Well, transfer portal open today, so maybe you can take all primes players. I know, who, uh, right? Who are leaving? Don't want to be there anymore? I know. Jesus Wait, really? Is, is he having a mass exodus? He's losing a lot of coaches, but I, I, I don't know about players. Uh, I haven't really checked too much outside of Penn State. Although uh, Ohio State, they're starting quarterbacks in the portal. Yeah, yep. I saw um, that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and everything. How but, does that happen? How are you the starting quarterback of Ohio State and you want to leave? I mean, as as I told uh, my my Penn State chat group, I mean, at the end of the first half of the Penn State game, Ohio State had three timeouts and like a minute and three seconds left, and they kneeled the ball. <laughs> oh, um, and then uh, I, I'm pretty sure they they played really conservatively, you know, against a uh, Michigan as well. So I, I think like the, the it, it was like the Miguel and Duhar thing, like you just send a message that we we don't trust you. Yeah, I mean, even though he'll still, you know you're winning, he'll get a couple million in an NIL, some NIL deal somewhere else. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, I, yeah. I think I read now. I, I could be getting the number wrong, but I think I read some something the other day that said like a good quarterback in college costs you one and a half to two million dollars of NIL deals. Is yeah, what they're saying it. right now for to get a good starting college quarterback, which is just nuts because that's wow. yeah, that's that's two to two and a half times what you're going to make on a rookie contract, right in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yep. Yep. So the NFL better change your scale too. Fucking Goodell. They won't. No, they don't. They don't have to. There's nothing going to pressure them to do it. But yeah, they should. They won't. So what? They lose out on a couple players for a couple years. Like, for a couple years, yeah. Like <laughs> the league's still making a ton of money. Well, yeah. I mean, Whoa. when he's paid. When when Goodell's paid more on an annual basis than any player in the league, like fuck you, Goodell. Yep. Um, the Jaguars are eight and three this year. Yeah, they're good. Trevor Lawrence. Holy good. shit, that's crazy. Amazing what you can do when you fire Urban Meyer. <laughs> Amazing what you can do when you have long, flowing blonde hair. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sunshine. And the Bengals are only <laughs> five and six, but Burrow is hurt, right? Bengals are uh, in the basement. Uh, Bills. Are not in the playoffs as of now. Yeah, what the fuck did is they happening? win yesterday? I don't know. I think they're six and six, maybe. Um, did they yeah, win maybe yesterday? They had a bye because I saw they were six and six too. But yeah, I don't think they played yeah. yesterday. <clears throat> um, do we have anything MLB hot stove to talk about? Um, the Brewers just gave a nineteen-year-old an eighty million dollar contract. That's true. They did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really interesting. Jackson Churio. Yeah. Yeah. Better be really confident how he does. I I think they are. Like, all I, I can I, say is it just, to, to me, seems amazing. I mean, I good feel for like him. He, I guess good for him, but also he could, like, I mean, if he's that good that they're willing to give that deal, he could probably be confident enough to, like, say, no, thank you. I'll test free agency when I'm, like, 25, and I'll get, like, a $400 million, like, 12-year deal or something, you know? But... Yeah, but remember, he also, <clears throat> what the Brewers probably played up is he, he still would be on the, what, 
minimum deals for the first three years before I could even get to arbitration. So yeah, yeah it takes three years. Right. Yeah. So right. We'll pay you six hundred thousand dollars for three years in a row, even though you're worth ten million dollars. Right. Yeah, it's I, interesting. I mean, as a nineteen-year-old, you know, do you take eighty million guaranteed, or right. do you bet on yourself for four hundred million? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that's as a really kid difficult. from Venezuela, right? In Venezuela. And and you never know, right? You can get hurt, and it can all come crashing down, right? Yep. So, so yeah. I, I that does make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, they better be confident in their analytics and their development for the kid, and yeah. they better hope that he still has the fire to keep improving. Um. Yep. Yep. Has Has he reached the majors yet? I don't think so. Wow. But he was I, he was a number one uh, yeah number one pick right? Uh, was he international? I mean, I know he's like one of the very top prospects in the game. He is he is Venezuelan. I did get that right. But I was spelling his name C H O U O U yeah. Mm-hmm. Great content. Great content. Oh, wonderful content. I am just killing it right now. I'm knocking him out of the park. He was born in 2004. Holy shit, do I feel old. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. No, hasn't made, he, he's made it to AAA. He, he played a uh, cup of tea with Nashville six games wow. last year. And so in, in those he's... six games, he hit 333 with a 851 OPS. So, mm. not bad. <laughs> no homers, but, all, but doubles. So. Mm. Be interesting. <clears throat> well, I mean, the Brewers are, I think, like in a not a, a rebuild mode, but you know, they, I, I, I don't know that they're going to make the playoffs next year, you know, type thing. Okay, hold on. Yeah, hold on. I've got to share my screen just because this popped up as I was looking up Mr. Jackson Chorio. They make Nerf. Gatling guns now that this oh is like a tripod God. and a what? fucking forty dart chain, like <laughs> Jesus what? Christ! And it's motorized. Oh, seventy-two darts, motorized. Wow. Holy what shit! What the hell? Like only forty-nine ninety-seven. Like what? What are you like? You expecting to hold trenches at Normandy with this thing? Like what are we, you doing? Uh, we live in the bad place. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I would have loved this as a kid. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, I remember, I still remember the day the babysitter, Todd, from across the street, hooked the two chains for our Nerf chain guns in together so he could fire 20 bullets at a time. But, man, like, <laughs> 72. <laughs> holy shit. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I just had to. I had to do it. I, I just, a little, little advertisement for That's Nerf chain funny. guns. Yeah, was it Nerf that made those little like vortex footballs with like the, the long tails? Um, you know what I'm talking about? That would whistle you when you threw them. Those? I don't know. Yeah, if Nerf, I think Nerf bought them. But okay. yeah, they had the commercials like John Elway can throw us a hundred yards. <laughs> yeah, those were yeah. fun. Yeah, those were those fun. were fun. Uh huh. Um, my brother yeah. owned one, but um, we didn't. Well, we would throw it over the house to each other. But uh-huh. We mainly played a game that we literally creatively called "Bean Each Other with a Football," where we literally just ran around our yard throwing it at each other. So, <laughs> we, so yes, that was what our vortex. Oh my you, God. Could, you could also, if if you weren't going to throw it, if you didn't have confidence in your your vortex 
assisted spiral. You could just hold on to the tail and throw it like a tomahawk. Yeah. So <laughs> you would do that too. Um, uh-huh. And it was it was only as big as like like bigger than a baseball, smaller than a softball. So you could you could you could tomahawk throw that pretty accurately and with with some oomph, but not like too much to hurt someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, good yeah. times. Oh, what a throwback. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> man, nice. they they still make them. Oh, they've got to make them. Uh, I hope so. Board. Those were those were awesome. Vortex football. I mean, nobody does oh, anything yeah. outside. Yeah. So, so Nerf owns it now. So Nerf bought them out, and they still make it with the little whistler. They call it the Nerf <laughs> Vortex Arrow Howler. Can order that's, one that's on part. Amazon right now. Twelve bucks. Yeah. Oh man, I kind of want to get one. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. I'm feeling like very nostalgic. I can like vividly picture throwing those yeah. around. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. It also makes me like realize how weak my arm was. <laughs> I think about like where I was chucking them to, and I'm like, that wasn't far at all. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh man, it's okay. Not everyone, not everyone is John Elway, but it did. It does. So there is an SB Nation. The Vortex Football made everyone an elite quarterback. That's right, yeah. exactly. They debuted in 1993. Holy crap! 93. Wow. I didn't realize yeah. they were that old. Wow. Okay. Oh, and it's got it's got the footage of John Elway and the old Broncos bright orange throwing it. Oh, wow. funny. Um, That's a throwback. Yeah. Oof. Nice. Man, now I want one too. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got. Meanwhile, I've got like a perfectly good college NCAA size football in my closet that we got when I. Finished playing football at Liverpool and I've never touched. It's still in its box. Like I don't know why I'm preserving it. Like like it's gonna be uh, like no, I should aging. get it out and throw it around. Uh, but no, I want a vortex. I want a freaking yeah. you know uh-huh. tiny little Make baseball sure football a, with a tail on it. Make sure you put a pump on your uh, Christmas list for Santa. Oh, I've got mm-hmm. I've got plenty. I've got a hand pump. I've got a bike pump. I've got a uh, Ryobi <laughs> mobile pump that can pump up your football or your car. Mm. Yeah, it's good I'm for those days where you have a slow week. Just put it in the trunk. There you go. Cool, cool, nice. cool. Sweet. Uh, yeah. You guys. Uh, where uh, we can end this with uh, where we think Otani's going to go. Oh, oh my God. by the time we we record again, he maybe he may have he landed. May have signed. I yeah. hope to God he's signed by then. People <laughs> are thinking he's gonna. I thought. Well, I saw he's. People think he's gonna sign in the next week. But then the, again, right? The thing with Shohei is nobody fucking knows anything. So yeah, on purpose though, you know. On purpose, yeah. Um, God, man, it's really hard, right? Like, part of me wants to say that he's going to go to the Braves because like the one consistent thing over the last several years is that he wants to win. So if we know anything that seems to be a safe bet, do we know that? I feel like that is the one, well, we don't know for sure, but I feel like that's the one consistent thing that we have heard about him for years now. So if we can say we know anything about him, that's the closest bet as opposed to like, Oh, playing on the West coast or playing with other Japanese players. Like apparently Yamamoto wants to do, you know, yada, yada, yada. Right that narrative at least has been persistent that he wants to win. Um, but then again, the Braves have signed so many people to these big deals already. Do they really have enough money 
to to give Shohei yes. the type of deal. Yeah, well, big deals, but yes. not, but comparatively, not big deals. Like that's been their comparatively, genius. comparatively. But they but they still have several people. They have like seven, eight people on like nine figure contracts. And Shohei's going to fetch when all is said and done. Shohei's probably going to get what a six hundred million dollar deal. Five fifty long term. If he goes long term, so. I don't know. The Braves would be that would be quite something. Uh, I, that would be kind of fun to see. Um, I feel like the Dodgers are the safe bet. Um, I feel like you know there's talk of him going to the Giants, but that seems. I don't know. I feel like he would be the only, the only, the only show in town, and and I, I wonder if he wants to do that. Eh. Or not. The only show in town. Eh. Yeah, I didn't even mean to do that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so the, the Braves have 224 committed <clears throat> million committed so far to their payroll next year. So you're right. Not not nothing to, to scoff at. Yeah, that's pretty sizable. I, yeah. I was going to say the Braves, but now I'm, I'm going to say the Dodgers. I just yeah, fucking Dodgers. I mean, Betts, Freeman, Otani has like a top three in the lineup. Holy fuck. Which, by the way, Mookie is permanently moving back to second base. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, because they signed Hayward. Yeah. What do you got, Kyle? I think it'd be cool if he went to the Mariners. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the Mariners will shell yeah. out enough money. What if he goes Hard, to the Blue Jays? Oh, oh yeah, the Blue Jays fuck. are getting talked about now. That'd be interesting. I'd probably cry if you went to the Blue Jays. <laughs> um, I don't know. Part of <laughs> part of me thinks he's going to go back to the Angels because they just let him do whatever the fuck he wants, and I I don't know. You know, with his recent injuries, if, if he's going to get that kind of autonomy from other teams. No, autonomy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, how many major leaguers outside of Chris Bryant don't want to win? <laughs> that narrative, to, that narrative to me is so fucking stupid. Like, of course he wants to win. Fair enough. But, yeah. you know, there's also something to be said about just, being in a place where you think you can succeed, especially when you take into account that he's not from America. Yeah. You know, so, or the United States, I should say. Um, and, uh, and everything. So I, I, it would just be hard for me to believe he leaves the West coast in general. Mm -hmm. Um, the Dodgers almost seem too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, of course, if he signs with the Dodgers, it's going to kind of be like, because it's so obvious, I'm just going to be like, oh, okay. But if he signs with any other team, I'm going to be like, okay, I want to know why. Like, I want to know what was what was the motivation, yeah. what, what happened and everything. Like, they'll do that for the Dodgers, too. Like, someone will write the story of, like, the behind the scenes of how Otani signed with the Dodgers. But at the same time, I'll be like, yeah, well, he also probably got $750 million. Yeah, so he's yeah right. Exactly. Just, like, move across the street. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, everything, and to be in a so. lineup with fucking Betts and Freeman. I mean. Yeah, yeah. But they do, there is, and, and right, it's like you know, projecting tax revenue from a tax or uh, excuse me, you know, tax revenue after you make a tax cut, right? It, it's all pseudoscience, but there is, pe you know, people out there saying, well, just signing Otani brings $30 million of value to your franchise every year. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there, 
someone's going to take that take that into account. Not the Yankees, but someone's going to take that into account. Yeah, yeah. But I heard today what the Rangers are out. Um, the Mets were probably out. Yeah, that's surprising. Uh, yeah, I kind of thought Steve Cohen was going to throw everything at him. But. Well, I've I've heard I've heard the Rangers, the Mets, and the Red Sox have turned their attention to other yeah. people. So I think I think this is like every every free agent does this, right? Like they they make it clear at some point that they're not interested. And I think we've just reached that point with all but maybe a handful of teams. Yeah. And yeah, and the handful of teams that are still teams are. that are still in on the talks are sworn to secrecy. Yeah, yeah. right. Which yeah, I guess right. we haven't yeah. heard the Yankees are out. So, yeah, the latest thing I saw had the Mets, the Yankees, and oh, someone else is like a one percent chance. Um, and then it had the Blue Jays and the Dodgers at thirty percent each. So that's you know sixty percent of the the pie right there. Um, I can't remember. You know, and uh, the the other teams off the top of my head, but I I just it is and it is so weird too because uh, he you know he he in theory can pitch next year, but in theory he can also become like an everyday outfielder if he wanted to. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like you know we talk about we talk about the the Harper situation in the past and you know how. There's there's people out there who say that they the Yankees need to get Soto to like redeem themselves, you know, for the Harper thing. And I still like I I understand that, but I'm also like, I mean, Harper just got lucky that there's no first baseman with the that that Hoskins got hurt last year, and they needed a first baseman because where else was he going to play? Like he wasn't ready to play the outfield, and. And everything, so like he used to be a catcher. Yeah, I mean, these guys yeah, are I'm just athletes. joking. They're, I'm just joking. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're good. I, I just the the Otani uh, possibilities seem endless, but they also seem really scary too. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I, if I had to pick, I, I just to be different, I'll pick the Angels. Oh, yeah. he's gonna go back. I thought you were gonna go Giants. The Angels. No. Yeah. I think I think there's legit chance he could go back to the Angels. I also think there's a legit chance he can go to the Mariners. The Giants, uh, I mean, I can see it because they want to throw money around, but everything I've heard about that park from a hitter yeah, perspective. Exactly. Like, I don't think he wants so to go there. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why Why would he want to do that? Yeah. yeah because as a pitcher, I'd be great. Right. Yeah, but he's not, he's not primarily a pitcher. He's primarily a hitter. So... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, maybe, uh, yeah, hopefully by the next pod we're going to know. And maybe we can uh, talk uh, about if, it. If he's not if he's not signed by, I think the next time we're on the calendar is Arya's birthday, which is December 20th. Oh, well, that um, he should be. Yeah, hopefully within the next week. Yeah, if he doesn't, if he doesn't sign before December 20th, like, <laughs> there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, you'll you'll all know. You can send us to uh, what's the the Twitter account? Uh, old old takes exposed or cold takes exposed or whatever. Oh, funny! Throw our throw our names into the hat. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, boys. Any shoutouts? Uh, nope. Shoot, I had one and I forgot. That's-
Damn, Matt's looking up something. So yeah, is that what he's no, doing? No, 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 no. I had I had something earlier that I was like, I'll say it at the end of the show, and now I forgot. Um, <laughs> I'll shout out to Oscar Gonzalez, um, the Yankees. The Yankees signed him so uh, uh, so far, and so you know the Yankees are really making big waves and uh, really improving the team. Hey, so, don't you get on SpongeBob? Okay, is that his nickname? Um, he had some obsession with SpongeBob um, that like everyone in Cleveland went nuts for. Uh huh. So like, anytime he do something, like I mean, he hit the he hit a couple walk offs. Everyone would start singing, "Who lives in a pineapple under the sea?" So oh, that's hilarious. Okay, that's pretty fun. Uh, Hi boys. Well, we are headed to Atlanta. Green Bay, go Green Bay. 